Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hey, Snowflakes, you triggered? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Kyrie and his conspiracy galaxy brain headed to Dallas. Luckily, no conspiracy theories live there. JFK assassination. Mm. I mean, honestly, Kyrie might not want to go to Dallas, but I think he's going to love Dallas. That dude's just going to be on the grassy knoll and by the book depository when he's not practicing every single day. Hmm. I think the shot came from here. No way it came from the book depository. Who is the man on the grassy knoll? Kyrie is just going to have photos up in his home with string attaching them like the FBI, trying to put together the JFK pieces. It's almost perfect for him if you think about it. Well, that would require him doing like actual research. And, true, and, true. Yeah. So that sounds I like read right. this thing. Yeah. Well, I read this. You know, you're right. That's Kyrie's research. He'll watch some YouTube videos <laughs> while he's in Dallas, you know? Uh, it's just... God. Brand, you know? Oh, they're going to spoil poor Luca. Luca had <laughs> his whole future in front of him. And here comes old conspiracy theory anti Semite Kyrie Irving coming over to take over the Mavs locker room. Boy, was that annoying. This guy is just endlessly, it, it never, never wraps with Kyrie. Uh, you would think, and in the Brooklyn Nets all season long, it seemed almost quiet based off of what training camp was like where Kyrie is is promoting anti-Semitic videos and, well, this is my research, and are you anti-Semitic? Uh, it was a video. No, that's not what we asked, Kyrie. That's not why. Are, are you anti-Semitic? Uh, well, actually, I'm Semitic because I'm black. No, Kyrie, that's not how it works, dude. Like, just after all of that nonsense and that back and forth and that circus, and this is after he requested a trade, and then KD requested a trade, and then both decided they were staying in Brooklyn. Then Kyrie, late last week, requested a trade again. And it took the Nets a couple of days, and now he's going to be a Dallas Maverick. Kyrie Irving is going to the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> since leaving LeBron James, injury, 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 losing in the second round, uh, Celtics fans hate him, uh, he gets injured again, and then he goes to Brooklyn, and then he's part of the big three, and then they're not the big three anymore, largely because James Harden doesn't think that he can get along with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and then it's Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and then they both request trades, and then Kyrie Irving is putting all of his thoughts on things on Instagram and on streams and gaming, and then he's anti-Semitic, and then he's not, and then he claims he's not, but he actually is, and then he gets suspended by the Nets, and then he requests another trade, and now he's in Dallas. What a memorable venture for Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, all the while, uh, not even close to a ring. I mean, not one, not anything. Not not, not even close. Not since he left LeBron. Oh, boy. Oh. Kyrie Irving is a Dallas maverick. Is Kyrie Irving the most polarizing person in sports right now? No. You don't think so? I, yeah. I think he's Pol- up there. Div- like, let's go divisive. 
The mere mention of his name will send people <laughs> into hysterics. No, I, I think because for you to be polarizing, there has to be it feels it has to be closer to 50-50. Like there's 50% of the people like, oh, Kyrie's our guy, and 50% are like, no, we hate him. I feel like it's more like most people are sick of him, you know? I feel like most people can agree. I'm I'm over the Kyrie Irving. You're conversation. looking for more of a Joe Burrow, like a 90-10. 90 being with him, 10 being against him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how I guess how would you describe Kyrie then? I think that's a good call because I don't think that we're anywhere close to even 70-30 supporting Kyrie. <laughs> He's mostly to, irritating to uh, criticizing Kyrie. He is irritating. He is mostly irritating. And I guess though the Kyrie stands are super hardcore fighting for Kyrie. Well, they have to be. Because they're insane, too. Well, partially insane, maybe. But then also the other part of it is like when everybody's taking your guy down and you've already kind of... The problem is this, a lot of it is confirmation bias, I think. Like, they already are riding with Kyrie and Kyrie keeps spiraling out of control. I got into this loop with Kanye so West. So then you start to you twist yourself into a pretzel. And I've been You're there with to people them, yeah. to defend that person. What do you call the group of people that just don't care? Uh, as fans in the sport and people who watch the sport who just don't care, who don't have a stance, who don't pick I like him or I don't like him. He not, irritates me. He doesn't irritate me. I don't think I don't think those people are in existence. I'm right existence. here. I could give a, a damn what this guy does on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I love watching him give 100% effort every time he steps on the court. I don't care about anything else. What but he doesn't that, always do that right, is the problem. Right. And but he has in the recent past, in these past few months, I mean, they're third in the East right now. Well, he's he's, I mean, he's I not there. part of there <laughs> anymore. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets are third not, in the East right now. He's not there anymore because they're third in the East and he decided he wanted out. Well, they were plus 700 to win the title oh, when they, he was still in Brooklyn Nets. That I understand matter. that. He's third. The, he was on a was. team that was third in the East, okay? And still, because there's a part of his brain. That can and, and and we have to acknowledge at this point, right, with Kyrie, and I don't want to be reckless here, but I also don't think I'm speaking out of turn. We're at a point where we need to start talking about the fact that there's something wrong with Kyrie, right? Like there is a there is either a a mental illness or there is a personality trait that he is suffering from that is causing him to be like he is, right? Like something something is not wired correctly with Kyrie Irving, whether he's on the spectrum. And again, I'm not saying that this makes you this makes you uh, less of a person. I'm saying that there are things that sometimes go unaddressed that with assistance can be evened out. He's either on the spectrum or he has um, a mental illness or there's something there, there's a narcissism there that causes him to be unlike what you would expect someone uh, that is in the majority of the human population, how you would expect them to act. Something, Something's wrong with Kyrie Irving. So, so Stone, that matters. You're third in the East after everything that happened in the offseason, and the season before, and the season before, and the season before. And, and, and then at third in the East, and you've been playing good ball, and you've been under the radar, and you've been just balling, there's something in Kyrie's brain that told him, hey, dude, you're out of the discussion. Hey, do something crazy as hell. Do it. Do it. Oh, remember a couple of months ago when the Nets said that they weren't going to address your contract? Let's bring that up. Request that trade. Do it. You're in the best spot you've been in your career in the last four years. Do this. It'll be awesome. And he says, hey, agent, call the Nets. Request a trade. So that that's not a, normal. I, th- I think that was normal for him to request a trade. 
I I, th- I would push back on that. It was known from the start of the season. He wanted a trade if he wasn't going to get the contract extension. And, but he Mets knew decided, from the start of the season that wasn't going to happen after they didn't trade him in so, the offseason. So here's what happened, though. He tried to ball. So it's contract year. We know this in sports. No matter the sport, no matter the player. He gave him the old college try for three months. In contract year. So Stone is talking about how well Kyrie was playing and how well the Nets were doing. He was doing that to show good faith so the Nets would give him that contract I'm extension. I'm sorry. You I'm can't, not you can't play you for three months and then say, I, there's my good faith, now sign me. Well, again, like we said, Kyrie Irving is he's atypical. I wouldn't say something wrong with him. He is different. Mentally, he approaches things a little bit differently. But every athlete in okay. every sport plays better in their contract year. This is a known commodity. Like This is what happens in contract years. So when he didn't get the extension, or at least they tried to lace the extension with all of these incentives to keep him earning his contract money, he said he wants to trade to go somewhere that's going to – like, I'm not mad at him for that. I'm mad at him for the past three years with all the other BS and all the, – the reason why they wouldn't give him the money isn't because he sucks. It's because he's unreliable. He's a pain in the ass. And he's unreliable. Those are two very bad characteristics to be put together. So, Stone, I appreciate you trying to be pure basketball, okay? You you right. cut yourself and, and orange leather comes out. I appreciate that, okay? I appreciate that about you, that you're all about ball. You're all about the game. You're married to the game. That's great. But when you're talking Kyrie Irving, you can't just focus on, oh, he's balling. Because inevitably, something like this is going to take place. Because he can't help himself. Because he has a distorted view of reality and his reality. And he is wholly unreliable. Especially when it comes to how he spends his time off the floor and things that he says. Completely unaware of of what he's actually talking about because he's a free thinker. You know what free thinkers are? Free thinkers are those that are so insecure and so unstable they open themselves up to nonsense. That's what a free thinker is. Don't let anyone tell you they're a free thinker because free thinkers... That is garbage, and Kyrie Irving falls into that, okay? So that's part of his basketball story, unfortunately, because it's affected every team he's been on, starting with the Cavaliers. That's part of him as a player, Mr. Basketball. It's not even about being Mr. Basketball. It's just like watching narratives and avenues get opened up. It's odd to me why we do this in the first place and why this has become a thing after all this time. He's unreliable. He's delusional. Some of the best athletes in the world, you have to be delusional to be that good. But when Miles Garrett is a free thinker and loves dinosaurs, right, we don't give a damn. When Von Miller's what addicted, what was his thought about dinosaurs? He's again? a freak show. I don't know. He likes dinosaurs. Well, dinosaurs, and dinosaurs. Awesome. And you're a, you're What's wrong a, with you're, dinosaurs? A, you're a freak. Miles Garrett Von- is also. I think he's also a liar. I remember that. Remember that story? He said a guy punched him in the yeah, face. He's and delusional, ran off. man. You have to be. Von Miller is addicted to chickens, but it's cool, and he's one of the most free thinkers. Do, he talks what about, does that have to do just, with? I thought he was like a rancher. This, but this guy, Kyrie yeah. Irving, likes religion and likes doing this. And By the like, way, but we we choose what's good and what's bad, and we wait, run with that. And we, you, we let it ride. Wait, are you are you equating a love of dinosaurs, things that actually existed, prehistoric? Okay? There's, there's there's fossilized evidence that these things existed. Okay, um, and a love of chickens because Von Miller is a rancher to um a to what anti-semitic trope that completely disrespects and offends an entire group of people and misrepresents them to the point of danger where they get attacked for it are you equating that to that that the earth is flat despite the fact we have photographic evidence that the earth is not flat you mean to tell me you're equating those things that are steeped in reality with Kyrie's things that are conspiracy theory nonsense that's not the same thing dude that's think, false equivalence i think they're all hobbies 
to, to these men. I think they're all Anti-Semitism is a hobby? Religion and spending your time and investing on what you believe in. I don't give a damn what you believe in. Why do we care what this guy believes? He's an NBA basketball because player. He's one of the best in the world. Stone, listen to me real quick. Anti-Semitism. Just turn your phone off. That's fine. But anti-Semitism also gets people killed. I'll, I'll put it as simply as that. Anti-Semitism gets synagogues attacked and people killed. So stop it. Okay, Kyrie so, Irving's dangerous. So Kyrie Irving, this guy's dangerous. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is is I would go I wouldn't go as far as the go Kyrie Irving is getting people killed or dangerous. But his but views, spread. what he espoused with he that did, video, are did. views that have gotten Christ. people killed before. He did not he did not create the video, but he did tweet it out and he used his platform. And he promoted poorly. it. So I'll give an example specifically why what Kyrie Irving is doing is dangerous, like Ken is saying in a way, but also it's infuriating to people who have to deal with it in a real life situation. I have a younger brother. He is 21 now. I think at the time he became a Kyrie Irving fan, he was like 12 or something. I can't remember. But when Kyrie came out talking about the earth is flat, just spewing it out there, and he did it multiple times. Like, it was just funny at that point. It was, weirdo. It, the guy's thought, a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just funny. I thought it was just something quirky. Oh, I didn't care about it. Right? Didn't like I, Steph I say just, something about it too? Like Steph was like on board, or a couple joking. of NBA players were like, "Hey, right. flat Earth." But but Kyrie doubled down and tripled down on it. And my younger brother, who wanted the Kyrie ones and was a big Kyrie fan because of how dazzling the handle is and how good he is as a basketball player. It is a great handle. It's great. He. At the you know age of 13, 14 years old, was now convinced that the Earth was flat, and he started dipping off into his conspiracy theory bag. Really? And I had to personally walk him off of that cliff. And do you know how frustrating those weeks? Which is easier and to months, do because the Earth is flat. I mean, <laughs> very true, very true. We just walked right up to the edge of it. <laughs> but those were a very frustrating weeks and months, and really, it took longer oh than that, God. likely because. Because of the way that these conspiracy, I am so serious. So that he is influential. His platform does matter. Uh, damn right. And Earth flat versus round maybe isn't as dangerous or doesn't matter. It just is. It pissed me off. If his anti-Semitic video got tweeted out there, and some people who are impressionable or at the age where they were like, "Yeah, it's Kyrie Irving. That's my favorite player." There is a chance that could have impacted the way that they believe. I don't think it was sending people off to go kill Jewish people. <laughs> That is the far end of the spectrum, and it can happen, and anti-Semitism does lead to that in certain ways. I don't think anything Kyrie Irving did got Jewish people killed. But it perpetuates something that has gotten them killed. And thankfully, in mass. the problem with Kyrie Irving is he wasn't even, his intention when he did that, I think, was nowhere around that. He just was being himself. Because he he's thinks he's the smartest thinking. guy thinking he's so in the world. All of these so, guys do. A lot of them do, but... No. The, but when you use that irresponsibly and also when you're as big as – like, there's probably w many more guys in the, in the a, sports realm. Thousands of them. That believe that and even probably tweet it out and also talk about it, but we don't know because their platform isn't so huge. But people Which is also disturbing. Kyrie Irving is, is, a, is a huge name and a huge brand. So And a lot of that is because of LeBron. Mm -hmm. A lot of that mm -hmm. is because he got that championship. Listen, there is no doubt. There is no doubt that Kyrie is very triggering. I mean, look right here, the conversation we're having – about him. I personally think Kyrie is great of a basketball player as he is. I'll say it and I would say it to his face. He is a fool. Kyrie Irving is a clown show, dangerous, conspiracy thinking, loving fool. He's a fool in every sense of the word. He makes bad decisions. 
He spews dangerous tropes. And overall, he doesn't truly think about bettering those around him. He thinks about bringing people in around him that have like-minded, dangerous thoughts like him. I think Kyrie Irving is a distraction, and he's a fool. He's a hell of a basketball player, but he's a fool. But I'm not the only one who thinks that. But Stone, Stone, he, he, he tends to support Kyrie, and Stone's not the only one. Now, I think it's a bit how I think, and maybe towards where Theo lives more so than where Stone lives in terms of the majority and the minority in this conversation when it comes to Kyrie. But it was on full display on first take today. I want you to listen to this. This is one of the, I mean, Stone, would you call it one of the more uncomfortable moments that we've seen on first take? And there have been many of them. But Stephen A. Smith and and our boy Jay Will going at it today? By a long shot. So we're going to play you the audio version, but... If you do have a chance to go see it visually, I mean, the looks on these guys' faces is it's, the most serious we've ever seen. This was not a bit. Right? Not at like, all. This, was, this actually sounded sort of <clears throat> personal. Here's Stephen A. and Jay Will on first take about Kyrie. You're the one that seemed very emotional. Oh, my God. And go ahead. Matter, Stephen well, A. Go ahead, Jay. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. Come on, man. Go ahead, Jay. I'm not, I'm not sitting up here on national TV absolving Kyrie Irving of every, every decision. I'm not going back and reaccounting every decision. I'm just saying how it's interesting to me. It just carries such a bigger momentum, in particular with you, more so than anybody else. Well, you know what? What I would what I would ask you is do me a favor. Stop telling us what you find interesting and just tell us what you feel. No, my job. You you say you say I find it interesting. You always say that. Say what you're saying. What are you saying? What did I just say? What are you saying? It seems. What am I saying? I just said what I'm saying, Stephen A. Which is, and I'm not allowed to say what I find interesting. Of course you are. But like once again, of you course I invite you person. on the show to you say what's interesting. He thinks you're too preoccupied with Kyrie, too hard on Kyrie. Did I Bridget Bridget Kyrie Irving last week before he demanded a trade? We were talking football. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few I weeks? I don't seem to I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. I've seen you. No, I no, watch no your problem. show every so, day. So what right, are we I talking about you? Kyrie or is this personal? It, it seems like, personal. I don't want it to be personal. What seems personal? So. It seems personal for you. For me with Kyrie? Yes. You One of million people, percent. You of all people with all the interest you have got the nerve to sit here in national television and tell me I'm getting personal oh, with a player? Boy. I don't lose no sleep. I didn't say you lose sleep. I don't sleep. lose any sleep over Kyrie. I didn't say you lose sleep. I'm, I'm passionate about the subjects I'm passionate about. I don't accuse you of getting personal when you take the You have you accused take. me of getting personal. Oh, my God. You have, right. Stephen A. Can, can I go on the court? I'm going to leave it. Can I go on the court I'm real quick? Because I'd like to. Because when we started off. We both got a lot to say. All right, all right. You, you do? Yeah. You do? Okay, just say guys, it, Jay. Can I? Just no, say it, Jay. I'm not in here for that. I'm not in here for just that. Just say it, Jay. I'm on your show. Oh. Boy. That is, um. That's not embracing debate. That is, uh. That is, is. Sounding like in those two, like I mean, Stephen A. Especially, I have a hard time believing that dude would ever get in a fist fight. He's a lot of mouth and not a whole lot of. He'll tell you that. Oh yeah, I'd throw hands. I don't know. I think Stephen A. would fight. You think Stephen A. would throw hands? He he's from what New York, right? Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you all the time. He yeah. He Winston Salem uh, made his Winston career Salem in State. Philly. He'll tell you all the basketball time. basketball players will made his career in Philly. I think he would. Now, will but, Stephen A. today fight? No. But that sounded like the lead-up. It, it went past sports, right? Oh, my God, and, yeah. And not, not seen visually, but it sounded like a lead-up to what would eventually get to something physical, right? Like, I don't think – I'm not exaggerating that, am I? 
There seemed like a little bit of it's like uh, it, it got so personal that it felt like, wait a minute, is this gonna is this gonna evolve into something? That was crazy. It was like a verbal fist fight for sure. And when Stephen A. mocked Jay. That's where it, yeah. Like, if yeah, they yeah. weren't in that setting. As someone that's so interested. Yeah, you're that was, right. That was it was great delivery. He was, was basically calling him out for being that nerdy, statistical, like, that interesting wannabe, that opposite of the green like, guy. Jay, I love Jay Will. Jay Will is a great friend of the show, but he might have been punching above his weight a little bit with Stephen A. in it's this tough. setting with that. I mean, it's woof. tough. I see. Now, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that when this guy has to sit there and watch Stephen A. theater act about Kyrie Irving every time something comes up, that he's just going to spew and go on rants that do sound personal. All right, listen. I'll say this, though. When it comes to Kyrie, and and you remember, one of the times when I've been accused of uh, by a certain listener of being racist. Yeah, on this topic. It's been with this topic. What about Brett Favre? What about that (laughs) terrible white person? What about that terrible white person? All you do is talk Kyrie. Well, it just so happens Kyrie has the best handles of any human being on the planet, so that's why we talk about Kyrie. The best okay? finisher in the league as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's like, well, like, we're as in, as in finishing his time in Brooklyn. Um, so, Hello. So with, with Kyrie, though, I'll say it. They were talking about, oh, it sounds like it's personal. It sounds like it's personal. For me, it is personal <laughs> yes, with Kyrie. Yes, You know, want to, we want to know why? Because bleep that guy. Because he has trash bag thoughts and exposes himself to trash bag influences and has trash bag people around him and then subsequently puts innocent people in trash bag situations because of his trash baggery. So, yeah, for me, with Kyrie, it's personal. He triggers me. He triggers me. You heard Jay Will in there say, hey, Stephen A., you're triggered. You're triggered. And Stephen A.'s like, I'm triggered by everything. And Jay Will's like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. But Jay Will's right. I think Kyrie triggers Stephen A. Smith. Kyrie triggers me. Because I think he's a fool. And now he's going to Dallas. And you know what's going to happen? Dallas ain't going to no NBA Finals. I don't care what Vegas says. Okay? I don't care. The Mavericks with an impressionable Luka. And now Kyrie, who loves to force his impression... On people, Luca is not impressionable. That ain't happening. Luca, Luca is far from impressionable. That ain't happening. But it's are just you not? Are you concerned with Luca getting? I mean, Luca is unfazable. He's been playing pro ball since he was like thirteen. By years May, Luca is gonna have a tinfoil cap on his head. Luca is good. I am not worried about Luca. He's gonna be talking about chemtrails before game two of the first round. I am unconcerned. Luca could even if Kyrie sits out the rest of the season, they'll still maybe even win a playoff series. Yeah, okay, but Kyrie. that's not that's not why you get Kyrie to win a playoff series. Oh, no, you no, could no. do that with Luca. I'm not saying it was a good move. I'm just saying I'm not worried about Luca. Luca and Dinwiddie could have done the same thing. Yeah, I mean Kyrie's played off the ball before. He's fine. He's able to do this with Luca. And does it make does it give him better? Do they have more of a fighting chance against the Clips, against the Pels, against? The Bucks against these teams, or I mean, yes. Denver. Yes. yes, the answer is they're yes, not, yes, not, yes, yes. They're not yes. playing the Bucks in the playoffs. Okay, just trust me Bucks, on this. They, they will not play the Bucks in the playoffs. So when it comes to the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Kings, all these things, like we're leaning the Mavs right now. So take it for what it is. I mean, give them the flowers. Let the, the odds Mavericks be the odds because they're a better basketball are team the, right are now. Are the Mavericks a better basketball team right now, Ken? Um, I sure. mean, their ceiling is higher. Their ceiling is higher. Mm-hmm. Are but they is, more, but when you go to get a Kyrie, now. when you go to get that guy, yeah. when you go to get that guy is, we're better. Is that what you're looking for? Or now we're unstoppable. And they ain't unstoppable. They're not unstoppable. They're not. I mean, they're two guys that can score 
the ball whenever they want to. Kyrie's through his Nets tenure has averaged 29, 6, and 6. What's, I mean, that, shoots, what's that gotten? What's that gotten them? What's that gotten I mean, it's been a dumpster fire. We, yeah. we will willingly yeah. admit that. Like, we yeah. all understand that. And the Mavs know what they're going to get eventually down the road. But for right now, take the two best scorers in the league, two of the best finishers at the rim in the league, mm-hmm. two of the best shooters in the league, put them on a team with a big man like Christian Wood, and give these guys their flowers. Hey, they're dangerous. Fourth time's a charm with Kyrie. I'm sure <laughs> Maybe. it'll work out. No problem. Maybe. Uh, I mean, this reeks of desperation. The Mavs were desperate. They're... They're trying to make sure that they're doing things around Luca, so Luca won't get the uh, the wandering eye. Yes, and yes, yes. So I get why they did it. I feel like they gave up a little too much. I get why they did it, but they better <laughs> damn sure hope that they can reel in Kyrie. I mean, nobody's been able to do it so far. Uh. Uh-uh. So I don't know why Mark Cuban thinks he can do it. I don't know why, like the Dallas brass is sure that Dallas is the place. Like if LeBron James. Couldn't do it. If he if he went up and picked up wings and flew away from LeBron, what makes you think that Luka's going to be the guy? I don't know, man. And, and by the way, that wandering eye for Luka, that's the one that's on the pyramid. We're talking the Illuminati when we're talking well, Kyrie. Kyrie. With that. Yeah, exactly. He's into that. He wants that wandering yeah. eye. What? Who or what in sports triggers you? I'm triggered by Kyrie, straight up. Jay Will, he accused Stephen A of being triggered solely by Kyrie. Stephen A pushed back. No, 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 that's fine. I'll eat it. I'm triggered by Kyrie. That dude pisses me off. And I'm tired of him. He's a fool. He's a fool. I'm triggered by Kyrie. Who or what triggers you the most in sports? Anything in sports. Player, coach, circumstance, league, team, sport. Who or what triggers you most in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. Help. It can be me or people like me that trigger you. Oh, snowflakes. Oh, so soft. Oh, woke. Who or what triggers you most in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You, Thea. You, you're calm. You're easy going. Me, I'm uptight. I'm neurotic. I mean, Stone's got to deal with me on a daily basis. He knows. It's not easy. I'm dramatic, and I'm emotional, and I'm high-strung. You're very cool, calm, collected, TV man, smooth. What triggers you, though? What what gets to you? This is an easy one for me. This might be the easiest answer of all the topics we've done. And simply put, the conversation around black quarterbacks in football and the lack of progression that we've gotten with the way that we speak on black quarterbacks the racist tropes that people are still using in 2023 with black quarterbacks and all of the pushback whenever some kind of milestone is celebrated. And it happened once again. I mean, it happened before the season started with people trying to tear down Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Then you see a guy like Lamar Jackson not able to get a contract extension, and a lot of people are like, well, he can't throw the ball, though he's led the league in passing touchdowns (laughs) and won the MVP. I mean, we've at length just discarded all of those nonsense narratives. They can't think the game. Joe Burrow's better than Patrick Mahomes because he's a better quarterback because he knows what to do, and he thinks the game better, but Mahomes is a better player. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts, people not thinking. Still to this day, he has the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and on the way in here, I'm listening to ESPN Radio, and they're like, well, if he wins the Super Bowl, then he could be the quarterback of the future for the Eagles. So he hasn't earned it yet. <laughs> He's going to be runner-up MVP this season. He led the team to the Super Bowl, and if he loses to maybe the greatest player ever, then he he's in question again, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, it seems like 
also tied to this conversation is the want and the need for the next great white hope at quarterback. It was Josh Allen. Joe and Burrow. Then Josh Allen didn't work out as well. Then it's Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert. And we're Justin Herbert. And yeah. we're giving these guys the throne before they even go and take it. There's a premature gifting of the throne to white quarterbacks, and there is an oversaturation of trying to tear down black quarterbacks still in 2023. I get it. People get triggered as well just with the mention of race in sports. But damn it, it's still there, it's, and it's I mean, the most triggering thing to me. Stone, you remember a couple of weeks ago, Dan Orlovsky, in this discussion about Mahomes or Burrow, and Dan Orlovsky went with the, Pat Mahomes is the better player, yeah. but Joe Burrow's the better quarterback. And that is an incredibly I mean, racist trope. That, that, that's, that was case in point right there. That, how, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's, from the it, worst possible perspective. Right. It's just a perfect— <laughs> it's, and it's, it's, it's the best worst but, thing. But here's the thing, and it came from Dan Orlowski, not Trey Clavis. Or what's his name? Trey Kravis? Clay, Clay, Clay Travis. Travis. Whatever they do, I don't. <laughs> I blocked him on Twitter years ago. Uh, Clay. But when it comes from, like, a Clay Travis or a bar stool or anything, I'm like— Whitlock. A Whitlock. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, they're just feeding into, you know, what— you know, this, this, They're playing the hits. But Dan Orlowski, you know, I, I thought he was— Beyond that, and for him to say Joe Burrow is a better quarterback because he think about it, it's so ingrained though. Like these discussions are so ingrained that I think it's certainly there's the ability to subconsciously throw those things out yeah. into the universe. Like it's not anything where he's meaning to be <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. edgy and trying to, uh, to trying to be racist. But yeah. what happens is we become so used to these talking points and they get ingrained so much in our heads because Pat Mahomes is unconventional and is black. Uh, then Joe Burrow, he stays in the pocket, and he's clean-cut white quarterback, and he, look at those throws. The same ones that Pat Mahomes can make, but look at those throws. Yeah. He gets it more. I just Like, that. that's where that comes from. Yeah, right? not that he doesn't have the platform to explain it to a further extent, but, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the outlier. Like, the way he plays football hasn't been sustained for decades and decades and decades and decades. It just hasn't. Like He has brand all the new. tools, yeah. and he happens to be a freak it's, as yeah, well. It's just brand new. So when you're going with Joe Burrow, you're going with history. So to make it a race thing, like you can do that. But Dan's saying, like, we've seen how Joe Burrow plays quarterback. We've seen this work in the NFL. We've yeah. seen these guys wear well, gold jackets. It, Patrick Mahomes, we haven't seen that. That's not what Dan said, That's not what he said. But then, so then you're taking it in whatever well, way happened. you want to, but and that's how saying, I would take what, it. But yeah, I feel you, but I'm just saying specifically what is said because words do have power, and the way that you use them are weaponizing, and they also give other people the fodder to be able to use these. Right. So it's like when Dan Orlowski says it on ESPN on Get Up, then it gives everybody else the power to take that and regurgitate it. And now people are out here thinking that Joe Burrow is really smarter than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So don't, that's what he said. So don't be mad at Dan. Be mad at the general public who no, don't no, know no, how no, to no, think no. for themselves. If we're going to be mad at Kyrie Irving for tweeting out that yeah. BS, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I'm going to be mad at Dan right. for saying what he said with because no proof. He should know better, but also what has but don't happened act like you were mad. is over the years. I was mad over at the, Kyrie Irving's tweet. But what's happened with and, and this at is Kyrie me, Irving's tweet this is, or at Dan Orlowski's words. What are we talking about right now? We could change the subject. You say both. I was mad at both. I'm not right. okay with either one of those right. things. And right now, what most triggers me as a black man is white folk and sometimes black folk tearing down black quarterbacks or finding any way to try and dethrone them despite the same inefficiencies we see in some of the guys that they try to lift up. Mm -hmm. in, that, mm -hmm. in that AFC championship game with better weapons going against rookie defensive backs, Joe Burrow had two interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, he's, he's, he was so smart, though, when he threw him. I mean, it's like a punt. 
I guess. That was the smart. <laughs> it was, a, it was smart an arm punt that only, that only a smart quarterback just, would know how to pull. An arm punt. But this is what triggers me the most. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying. But it triggers you. Triggers Absolutely. And that's what we're asking. What triggers you the most in sports? It can be a person. It can be a team. It can be a league. It can be a place. It can be a thing. This is wide ranging. Kyrie triggers me. I'll own it. I am triggered by Kyrie because I think he's a fool. And he fails to realize he's a fool, so therefore he can't help himself, and then he gets enabled. And then he acts like a victim when he gets punished for it. That drives me crazy. That triggers me. Theo, he's triggered by still this unequal black quarterback thought that exists in comparison to white quarterbacks. And again, we experienced it, talked about it at length with Dan Orlovsky, who unintentionally went that route. What was it, a week and a half ago at this point? No, I think yeah, we're on a week and a half right ago. before oh, the yes. AFC Championship. Who or what triggers you the most in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Should I sneak in uh, Jamal here, Stone? Please. All right, let's go to Jamal in West Palm. What's up, Jamal? Hello, hello. What's up, what's up? Hey, um, before I say what triggers me, Theo, this is, this is why it's important for us to have representation on the airwaves because everything you just said, needs to be heard whether people want to hear it or not. But let me ask you a question. Appreciate that, Jamal. Um, and, I'm a, and, I'm a, and I'm a fan of you, Ken. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you subscribed to um, Amazon, Amazon Prime? Uh, you, you, I am you, because I like to watch the uh, NFL. Okay, so... Um, and I like presents that come that, quickly. Okay, so you, so you understand that Amazon still hasn't taken down the film that you call anti-Semitic, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that have to do okay. with Kyrie? No, I'm, I'm, no, it, it has everything to do with Kyrie. Because if you have this hard stance on Kyrie, which I respect, because it's your stance, if you have this, this hard stance on Kyrie about being anti-Semitic and his view was killing Jews, well, shouldn't you not do business with Amazon because they also are still making money off that same message? Well, I happen to have a platform where I can outright say, anti-Semitism is disgusting, and Amazon should take that film down. Unfortunately, I don't know Jeff Bezos. Uh, I'm never going to be going to space in a Jeff Bezos uh, spaceship. Um, If I had a connection to him, I'd certainly try to influence him. But I will outright say, I mean, Jamal, I'm going to be controversial here, but I'm going to go on the record, okay? I have a subscription to Amazon Prime because I like when my children's birthday presents, I can order them the day before, and they're going to get there on time. It's awesome. And I like watching I mean, the NFL on Thursday nights. And I also don't think that Amazon should have an anti-Semitic film, and I don't know why they sell it, and it's stupid, and it's bad business. I also don't know the mechanisms of how Amazon works and why is available, or what is available and why it's available and when. I just don't. I don't know enough about that. I think it's wrong. I think it's stupid. Well, well, you know, it, it, it's the same thing with breaking the law. Being Not not having the knowledge of the law isn't, isn't um, a reason to break the law. You understand? So... My, my whole stance with you, and, and while I feel like you're very hypocritical, if you had that hard stance, you do. You have a very hard stance on Kyrie, and, uh, and like I said, I respect that because Shaq also had the very hard stance, but Shaq premiered the same video at his house. So, But my whole thing is it would speak more volume if you don't do business with the, with the company that's sharing the, the video that you feel like it's, uh, uh, is, a, is a direct correlation of killing Jews of the mindset of being anti-Semitic. Rather you understand the business behind it and who make money, they do it because they make money. Jamal, they, they I also, Jamal, I have an issue with uh, with women who don't realize their natural beauty and uh, put on tons and tons of makeup, and that's fine if they want to do that. It makes them feel good. But 
Amazon sells makeup too. Should I boycott because of that? Like I, there, there are a million things like, we can find on Amazon or find at any mall or any store or any online place to purchase. Ken, but you're moving the goalposts, Ken. If the people was getting killed from selling makeup, then don't support Amazon as well. If your stands on Kyrie is what he believes in, it's a result. The mindset is killing people. Then I will respect your stands more if you don't do business with the company that is selling the product that he shares. It's hypocritical. I believe. I, I believe very You are talking about a business that sells millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of items, not just every year, but damn near every single day, okay? So you mean to tell me that because I have an Amazon Prime account, you're acting like I'm calling okay. the director of this film and saying, bro, let me give you a $200 donation to make another documentary, make another film. Let's go, dude. Come have on. You tried? But have you tried to call the have you tried to call the direct another film? Are you freaking you kidding me, Jamal? Jamal, no, I'm I'm Jamal I want to be honest with you. I want to be I'm I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I, I I don't mean to sound like I'm arrogant, but I have way too many things going on in my life that are way more important than calling to the director of that driveling nonsense that Kyrie acts I'm, as if it's gospel. I'm sorry, Jamal. I just I, do. I'll say something. You Amazon Prime benefits you. Just like for Mark Cuban, who I believe is Mark Cuban Jewish. He is Jewish. All right. Yes, he is. So Mark Cuban is Jewish. Mark why, Cuban. Jamal, wants, why don't you call Mark Cuban? But here's the thing. Here's the the simple answer to the question Jamal is asking. You still are subscribed to Amazon Prime because it benefits you. Mark Cuban went and got Kyrie Irving because it benefits like, his team to win basketball literally games. Literally traded for the man. But but I I see what he's saying with the hip. But everybody's hypocritical when it's beneficial to them. If 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 the movie was out on some kind of subscription that you didn't care about or didn't like, you wouldn't be subscribed to mm -hmm. it. But Amazon Prime, like. Who's really going to boycott Amazon? If I don't think we can. I, I believe that this this, this film point. that Kyrie it has a its own website. If I went to that website and I was like, "Hey, let me order this film off of that," then that is hypocritical of me. Me being a member of a website that sells girls' combs and DVDs and cookware and shirts right. and also houses. NFL games on Thursday night, me having an account on that, and they just so happen to sell that trash bag film that's anti-Semitic, that's not hypocritical. It's not, because they're entirely different things. And it's they not just like you, are. You're not boycotting Kyrie. You are, you're, you're being critical of him. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're equally critical of Amazon Prime. That's all a, he was asking. I, just, I give a lot of my money to the NBA, yes. and I'm sure that Kyrie has seen it. All right? So get off my back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Well, it's, I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. Now, back to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. That, I mean, that was the best part of the debate right there. Let's hear that one more time. Stephen A. against J. Will. First take. Kyrie. Battle of the Titans. Here's the meat of their debate. Well, it's... I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. Oof. Stephen A. gets paid a lot for that. I mean, that's content right there. He, he's, he's the king of content when it Oof. comes to sports. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I mean, if I would have known that, that that thing I was doing at like four years old 
could get me Stephen A money, I would have stuck with that type of debate. He knew right when to cut it off, though, right? Mm-hmm. You know? He had the sense. But that got personal. That was personal. Stephen A and J. Will, that was personal. Yeah. I wonder what that's like offset if Stephen A, like, confronts him. Like, hey, bro. Want to talk this out right now? Like, all smooth like Stephen A does. <laughs> like, how does that work? I think Stephen A think. well, not that he thinks he's the big dog. He is somewhat the big dog. So, I think he expects J. Will to come up to him and try to settle that. Oh, you think that's how that dynamic know. works? I think he says with his legs crossed. Like, hmm, that brother went too far. Like, he's going to come say sorry to me. Like I feel like that's how that's how Stephen A maneuvers. See the way he walks. Like, so he's so, the guy. So he's gonna make know. Jay Will beg and come back to him. He's the Don. What is the dynamic between Stephen A and Jay Will after their disagreement that sort of sounded personal this morning on first take? Does Stephen A. Smith address Jay Will, or does Stephen A. Smith make Jay Will? Come to him. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. In the spat between Stephen A. Smith and Jay Will, who, who is tasked with going to who? Mm. Offset. Have you ever been in an awkward TV situation offset where you've had to be addressed or you've had to address somebody? To be honest with you, it's happened... A couple times, one time it was it was I was doing a coach's show back in South Georgia and was it a high school show? It was a high school coach. You and got into it with a high school coach? So Oh, this is good. <laughs> we didn't get it. I thought so. Oh, this is we good. We used to have a trivia portion of the show. <laughs> Wait, this gets better and I better. Know, I know. How does a disagreement come out of a trivia, a fun trivia portion of the show? So the coach thought, so me and my co-anchor. My co-anchor would be the like who, the host. He'd be like the Steve Harvey, and then me and the coach would be going at it. And one of the coaches in the middle of the trivia segment assumed we were cheating because I was beating him. And I also, thinking it was all in good fun, was like slamming. Whenever you score a point, you would slam mm. like a football into like a glass cylinder cone type thing. So I'm like slamming him in there, like boom, getting all the answers right. And he was kind of being frustrated visibly and audibly during that segment. So in the break... I try, you know, I, you know, we we tried to address it, and what I found out was he just got a little overly competitive, and he had to realize he had to dial it back for TV. But it wasn't like a no no punches were going to be thrown, but he was like a six two swole football coach, and I was a little nervous that we were going to have a problem after that. That is abnormal behavior. <laughs> that is off. He, they, they, they get competitive, and I've, I've noticed this. We did it with like twenty coaches throughout my time there, and like they do get competitive, but this particular coach got competitive and was accusing us of cheating. So then it kind of got a little aggressive. Stone, like you a and I, aggressive. you and I, I don't think you and I have ever been like mad at one another. We've been, no. an, we've been annoyed with one another, I think, but really in like a, a professional sense, never in a personal sense. I can't even tell you what would have to happen if we were doing a game or trivia that would cause <laughs> us to become angry with one another on yeah, the show. Yeah, I don't even think it's reached that point of awkwardness to where we could have that discussion. Ever! Like, it's a guess, not even close! That's, and it's trivia! <laughs> it's a guess, though, right? So, like, y'all two are professionals. That's you guys true. understand what's at stake. Mine happened with a guy who, like, this was his first time doing, like, actual live TV. So it was like... Even more so that that's weird that he would get all fired up about that, too. You can't put that out on TV. And Come I, on, man. I think he realized that in the break. That's why once we got to break, cooler heads prevailed. We talked. We're like, hey, like, everything 
good? <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, we, is everything fine? Can we keep going with this oh show after this? God. Yeah. Uh, so he was triggered. What in sports triggers you the most? This could be anything. I'm triggered by Kyrie. Kyrie's in Dallas now. Kyrie is endlessly annoying. Uh, it, by, by the way, it's it, there's a report out there, Bleacher Report, that Joe Sy, the, the owner of the Nets, they could have made a deal with the Lakers, but he knew Kyrie ultimately wanted to go there. And that's why when the Mavs came with an equal or just barely better deal, they went with Dallas. Just sort of to petty spite Kyrie. You know what? After what he did, I can't argue with it. And I don't think there's any way the Mavs are going to sign him to a long-term deal. So the Lakers might be in his future anyway. For sure. Um, But Do you not think that, though? Because they kind of gave up a first and a second. Like, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, what else was it? It was a, a first and then two seconds. Yeah. It's just like, that's a lot to give up to a guy for three months. And they might, I mean, maybe, maybe though, they want to open up or keep the option open that they can sign him to that extension that he was looking for from Brooklyn. But, I mean, this is an important three months. I mean, maybe this is the key to Kyrie. He just works in three-month increments, right? (laughs) He he thinks that, like, he put in a good first three months with Brooklyn and thought he would get in his his extension. It didn't happen. And so now he's got another three-month audition. Maybe that's the key with Kyrie is you just take him in three-month increments, give him some time off, let him research a little bit, let him come back. He's rejuvenated. He'll give you another good three months. I think we've unlocked the 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 code that is Kyrie. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody when you look at it like that. I mean, for Dallas, they get to determine if we bring in a guy like Kyrie of his caliber, can we win a championship? Mm-hmm. You get that answered. If you're Los Angeles, that Russell Westbrook contract finally expires in three months, and it's uh-huh. finally time to figure out what they're actually going to do. Do we want Kyrie? And then the Nets are going to... Find a way to build some capital. Get rid of KD now. I think everybody wins here. I mean, this will be a busy three months. They absolutely, like, I know they say they want to keep KD. I mean, don't you ship him off and go full Thunder 9,000 draft picks now? Absolutely. Man, that would be incredible. I sort of feel like that's how this could probably end up going. But do you, but you don't do it at this deadline. You wait till the end of the year. Yeah, you wait. You wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, with Dinwiddie, Royce I mean, O'Neal, Ben heard, Simmons, KD, it's not enough. I heard Adrian Wojnarowski talking about this, though, that it, it, the Nets want to try and flip these picks into something before the trade deadline to help out KD. Yeah. So I don't, know. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I mean, it's the right thing to do. We just can't come up with the name right now. And if we can't, I mean, I'm not sure. And the last thing you want to mm-hmm. do as an organization no, is, could be true. Is, is give up KD. He's still, like, still kind of in his prime. He yeah. still is. The, Speaking of no pain in the ass, though, he's a pain I mean, he's in the a ass, prime. too. But he's, he's a not, much more worth it pain in the ass, KD's not a pain in the ass. Yes, he is. KD's not a pain in the ass. Yes, he is. He likes he's to hide. It. He doesn't want problems. He's worth it. No, but he wants problems on social media. No, the same way Lamar Jackson. Less than Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar's, Lamar's no, also. KD might be the all-time Twitter man. Yeah. yeah, but he's cool with it. He's like, you know, I'm not I'm not really tight about anything. I'm just going to shoot a tweet at you because, I mean, what else are we doing here? <laughs> what else are we doing here? Oh, God. But I'm trying to avoid, like, KD is worth it, okay? I'm trying to avoid he's coming off it. as the shut it. up and play, shut up and dribble because I don't <laughs> want that to KD's be the case. But I realize I'm starting to, like, Tiptoe into that territory. No, 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 yeah, no, no, they're no, going to no. pull it with LeBron James later this week. I'm oh, not. we don't care. Just go no, to the playoffs, no, win a championship. No, come on. If I'm, it's coming. If I'm undercutting the all-time scoring record, You're then just take to. me off the air. I may have sounded like Laura Ingram for a second. I'm not going to go full-fledged <laughs> Laura Ingram, okay? Fox, get off my phone. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic 
Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. What triggers you most in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. There are times in my life where I do this show with Theo and Stone that really hit home how grossly old I am compared to these two. We just had, because last night Bonnie Raitt won a Grammy. Oh, Big Bonnie. You love his work, don't you, Theo? Oh, he... She won a Grammy. He... <laughs> Well, we don't know what her pronouns are. And she beat, she, it's she, she's a legend. She beat a bunch of young artists, and it was an upset. It was a huge upset. And Stone goes, what was up with that that song of the year? It was, it was that old hag who walked up there. I'm like, that's Bonnie freaking right. She's a legend, a legendary country singer. Come on, legendary. Stone. She's legendary, and then Stone. Theo goes, Theo goes, I don't know, I'd never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Did you now? see her face, though, when she won? She was shocked. She was in utter disbelief. She was just as stunned as you guys were. Right. Because who else was in her category? Look it up real quick at the Grammys last night. Bonnie Raitt, this was Song of the Year, right? Mm. And you can make the argument that she probably didn't have the Song of what the Year. What song was it? Do we know? I, um, something about love. I can't remember the name of it. And I don't even know the song. All I'm saying is that Bonnie Raitt, like... If you're my age, 38, you absolutely know who Bonnie Raitt is. And I also grew up in the Midwest, and I grew up with my mom's side of the family uh, all living in Indiana. So you absolutely, if you're me, know who Bonnie she Raitt is. It, what's where's, that? Where's she from? Uh, the South. I don't know. Oh, what, what, what I mean, she's Indiana? a country artist. What about Indi- is Indiana? Indiana? Indiana is, it is the South in the North. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, there is Northwest Indiana, which is Chicago suburbs, and then everything else, you might as well be in Mississippi. Mm. So much so that Indiana, there are some pockets of KKK up there. I, you know what? I I think I have heard that. Mm-hmm. I got a buddy that that's it's from a Gary. weird place, man. Yeah. It is a weird place. Random. It's random. Yeah, it's so random. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how it got to that point, but but so so America. Bonnie Raitt though beat out like stars. Yeah, Taylor Swift, Adele. Oh Jesus. DJ Khaled, oh, Lizzo, Queen B. Kendrick Lamar, Harry Styles. Oh, my God. Bonnie Raitt. Okay. That's, wow. That is crazy. That's why she was shocked. <laughs> right. That, like, it that's wasn't only, lost on her how crazy that was. She's the only name I didn't know out of that selection of people you just Yeah, and Well, she's, I left out uh, Gail and, and Steve Lacey. Okay. I don't okay. know. Uh, but Bonnie Raitt's <laughs> a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. She she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She, oh, for sure, she is a legend. <laughs> so Stone dropped a who is that old hag walking up on stage, and Theo dropped a I've never heard of him. <laughs> so that was a wake up call in the break. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Stone, what triggers you in sports? I'm curious about this because you you are much more. I mean, I think more so than myself and Theo. You are locked in all the time. You are plugged in sports all the time. Your algorithm uh, algorithms on social media are hitting. At all oh, yeah. times. I mean, it is popping off always. So where are you Where are you triggered? Because you're calm, easygoing. 
I know how to get you going. For I mean, sure. That was a weird thing to say, actually. Wow. Uh, I don't know why. Do I, need to leave? Do I need to leave the studio? I didn't. I didn't mean for that to come out like that. Yes. Um, Weights a pound, those guys. <laughs> so, so what, what? What triggers you, Stone? So, uh, triggers a good word <laughs> for for all of this. But seriously, this was the one thing that really grinds my gears. It's the oh, neglecting <laughs> in the old, most old man term he can put. It, it's neglecting athletes. Media members neglecting to acknowledge other eras. So for me, what triggered me most recently was Dylan Brooks got into the altercation, the Memphis Grizzlies guard. Yeah, the the rolling the rolling package punch. Yeah, dirty player. Uh, I mean, nobody likes. I mean, he's, he sucks. He, I mean, he absolutely sucks. So obviously, we remember what happened between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers in L.A. with Shannon Sharp. It was a it was <laughs> yeah. a it was a quote after that from Dylan Brooks that really really triggered me and it was blah 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 I don't pay attention to a blogger or get that blo- like okay first Caught of all a blogger. you can't call Shannon Sharp a blogger he's not a blogger cuz he's not a blogger so <laughs> he's just never so for these guys like not acknowledging what guys have done in the past and who they're listening to like for you to have such main character syndrome that when you go to sleep that you think Shannon Sharp this guy just talks sports like the arrogance, like that really gets me going that you don't pay anybody any mind. This morning I was triggered by Lawrence Taylor. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast. They asked Lawrence, hey, LT, who are your top five defenders? His top five defenders of all time uh-huh. were Deion Sanders, Ronnie Lott, Deacon Jones, who I had to Google, who was drafted in 1961, um, and Reggie me. White, and then, of course, himself at number one. So for this dude, he's obviously 50-plus years old. Has not been paying attention to the NFL, right? He still goes to get his hair cut and talks about guys he was tackling and guys he was sacking back in God knows what year, 81, 86 is when he won the MVP, whatever it was. It's like just the arrogance from athletes and people in the media not to acknowledge other eras really, really triggers me because everybody thinks they're the one man in the room. They're the smartest man in the room. It really, really, really gets me going. That's a pretty good one. That was a good list by Lawrence Taylor. It's though. a good list, but also completely Aaron subjective be because there. I would argue that New Age, like there are, this is going to sound bad. This is going to sound real bad, and I apologize. And Deacon Jones, much like Bonnie Raitt, legend. Okay. Deacon Jones, give you one of the okay. slaps now. But I'm telling you, there are there are probably, let's talk about the the starting eight defensive linemen, okay, that are in this Super Bowl. Yeah. I bet seven of them are better just because of how bodies have progressed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and athleticism has progressed than Deacon Jones. That's not what people are that's not what people are arguing, but you got to but judge you people have against to. their errors somewhat, somewhat. Deacon Jones invented the slap. He was so good. Wouldn't he the one that would slap the offensive lineman yes. and then mm-hmm. go sack? That, he would his move was I Stone was, saw that in his Google searches. They had to yeah, No, they said no, the people responded, Brandon Marshall and Channing Crowder, whoever it was, Pac-Man Jones said. Oh, Deacon Jones, like, oh, good one. Making fun of him. And he's like, you don't understand. He used to make people deaf with that slap. And I'm like, I'm like, this is the reason he's the greatest, one of the greatest defenders of all time. Great job, LT. They had to ban that move. He was so nasty with it. They had to ban the smack because he would smack you upside the head so hard that you would not block him. We saw yesterday (laughs) at the Pro Bowl, Tyreek Hill was interviewing Ray Lewis. And he said, one-on-one in the open field, are you tackling me? Ray Lewis straight up said, no, I'm not tackling you. So, Ronnie Lott, are you guarding any of these guys in the league? No, he's not. Reggie White, come tackle Lamar Jackson. Come touch Lamar Jackson. He's not touching. For them, it was Randall Cunningham. Like, there are levels to this. Nobody's jumping with John Morant right now. But they don't 
each era does not give each other the respect. <laughs> Stay away from John Moran's SUVs, apparently, as well. <laughs> Take a laser-guided weapon to your forehead. What is going on with that dude? Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Brightline, that's a good way to stay away from John Morant's group. After a Grizzlies game, uh, when they're playing the Heat, you don't want to get involved with his people, or else, no. again, they, they may allegedly point weapons at you, okay? It's problematic. Allegedly, possibly. Yeah. They're definitely going to try to cost you at the arena, and then when you're trying to leave, it's an issue. Mm. So that's why you just walk to Miami Central Station on the buzzer beater train and take Brightline home. Brightline with the stations in West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, and Miami. It's the most stress-free way to get through South Florida. The premium seats. That's my go-to. Stone knows it. Theo knows it. Theo's lived it. Stone's lived it. You walk into the station before you start your Brightline journey, whether you're going to a heat game, going to Fort Lauderdale to the museums, maybe going to the beach, maybe you're headed to Boca, want to go to an FAU game, or go shopping down there. And you sit down in their premium lounge, and they have the snacks out, and they have the drinks out, and you can have a cocktail or, in my world, a Pinot. And I'm going to have a Pinot poured for me, and then I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you so much, Pierre. And then I'm going to get on the train, and then I'm going to have Nancy come up and ask me, Mr. Levicka, would you like another Pinot? And I'd say, yes, Nancy, I appreciate it. Thank you. How about maybe some Cheetos with that? Because everybody knows Cheetos and Pinot are a phenomenal co- uh, combination. And so I'm going to take the bright line. I'm going to look to my right going south. I'm going to see the gridlock traffic. I'm going to laugh to myself as I'm on the Wi-Fi and and listening to music and getting work done with my feet kicked up on the bright line. Then I'm going to go enjoy myself, okay? And then I'm going to do it all again coming back. Here's the point of me telling you all of that. That firsthand experience I have had, it is real, real good to travel on bright line. It is real, real fun to travel on bright line. And it is so relaxing to travel on bright line because God knows driving down here, what a disaster. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Travel Brightline. When we come back, Theo, why don't you fire up Twitter? Got to. We're finding treasure. We're finding trash. We're going to Twitter for it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Well, it's, I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. That, I mean, that was the best part of the debate right there. Let's hear that one more time. Stephen A against J. Will. First take. Kyrie. Battle of the Titans. Here's the meat of their debate. Well, it's, I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. Oof. Stephen A gets paid a lot for that. I mean, that's content right there. He, he's, he's the king of content when it comes <laughs> to sports. No, Come you're on. not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I mean, if I would have known that, that that thing I was doing at like four years old could get me Stephen A money, I would have stuck with that type of debate. He knew right when to cut it off, though, right? Mm-hmm. You know? He had the sense. But that got personal. That was personal. Stephen A and J. Will, that was personal. Yeah. I wonder what that's like offset if Stephen A like confronts him. It's like, hey, bro, you want to talk this out right now? Like all smooth, like Stephen A does. <laughs> like, how does that work? I think Stephen A think well, not that he thinks he's the big dog. He is somewhat the big dog, so I think he expects Jay Will to come up to him and try to settle that. Oh, you think that's how that dynamic know. works? I think he says with his legs crossed, like, hmm, that brother went too far. Like he's gonna come say sorry to me. Like I feel like that's how that's how Stephen A maneuvers. See the way he walks. <laughs> 
So like, he's so, the guy. So he's going to make know. J. Will beg and come back to him. He's the Don. What is the dynamic between Stephen A. and J. Will after their disagreement that sort of sounded personal this morning on first take? Does Stephen A. Smith address J. Will or does Stephen A. Smith make J. Will come to him? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. In the spat between Stephen A. Smith and J. Will... Who, who is tasked with going to who mm. offset? Have you ever been in an awkward TV situation offset where you've had to be addressed or you've had to address somebody? To be honest with you, it, it's happened a couple times. One time it was, it was, I was going to coach a show back in South Georgia. and Was it a high school show? It was a high school coach. You and got into it with a high school coach? So. Oh, this is good. <laughs> we didn't get it. I thought so. <laughs> Oh, this is we good. used to have a trivia portion of the show. <laughs> Wait, this gets better and better. I know, I know. How does a disagreement come out of a trivia, a fun trivia portion of the show? So the coach thought, so me and my co-anchor, the, my co-anchor would be the like who, the host. He'd be like the Steve Harvey, and then me and the coach would be going at it. And one of the coaches in the middle of the trivia segment assumed we were cheating because I was beating him. And I also, thinking it was all in good fun, was like slamming. Whenever you score a point, you would slam mm. like a football into like a glass cylinder cone type thing. So I'm like slamming them in there, like boom, getting all the answers right. And he was kind of being frustrated visibly and audibly during that segment. So in the break, I try, you know, I, you know, we we tried to address it. And what I found out was he just got a little overly competitive, and he had to realize he had to dial it back for TV. But it wasn't like a no. No punches were going to be thrown, but he was like a 6'2", swole football coach, and I was a little nervous that we were going to have a problem after that. That is abnormal behavior. <laughs> that is off. He, they, they, they get competitive, and I've, I've noticed this. We did it with like 20 coaches throughout my time there, and like they do get competitive, but this particular coach got competitive and was accusing us of cheating, <laughs> so then it kind of got a little aggressive. Stone, like you a and I, aggressive. you and I, I don't think you and I have ever been like mad at one another. We've been, no. an, we've been annoyed with one another, I think, but really in like a, a professional sense, never in a personal sense. I can't even tell you what would have to happen if we were doing a game or trivia that would cause <laughs> us to become angry with one another on yeah, the show. Yeah, I don't even think it's reached that point of awkwardness to where we could have that discussion. Ever! <laughs> like, and guess, not even though. close! That's, and it's trivia! <laughs> it's a guess, though, right? So, like, y'all two are professionals. That's you guys true. understand what's at stake. Mine happened with a guy who, like, this was his first time doing, like, actual live TV. So it was like... Even more so that that's weird that he would get all fired up about that, too. You can't put that out on TV. Come I, on, I man. think he realized that in the break. That's why once we got to break, cooler heads prevailed. We talked. We we're like, hey, like, everything good? Like, <laughs> yeah. Bro, we, is everything fine? Can we keep going with the oh show after this? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so he was triggered. What in sports triggers you the most? This could be anything. I'm triggered by Kyrie. Kyrie's in Dallas now. Kyrie is endlessly annoying. Uh, by, by the way, it's it, there's a report out there, Bleacher Report, that Joe Sy, the, the owner of the Nets, they could have made a deal with the Lakers, but he knew Kyrie ultimately wanted to go there. And that's why when the Mavs came with an equal or just barely better deal, they went with Dallas. Just sort of to petty spite Kyrie. He you know what? After it. what he did... Yeah. I can't argue with it. And I don't think there's any way the Mavs are going to sign him to a long-term deal. So the Lakers might be in his future anyway. For sure. Um, but Do you not think that, though? Because they kind of get, they gave up a first and a second. Like, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, what else was it? Was it was it? A, a first and then two seconds. Yeah. 
It's just like that's a lot to give up to a guy for three months. And they might. I mean, maybe, maybe though they want to open up or keep the option open that they can sign him to that extension that he was looking for from Brooklyn. But I mean, this is an important three months. I mean, maybe this is the key to Kyrie. He just works in three month increments, right? (laughs) He he thinks that like he put in a good first three months with Brooklyn and thought he would get in his his extension. It didn't happen, and so now he's got another three month audition. Maybe that's the key with Kyrie is you just take him in three month increments, give him some time off, let him research a little bit, let him come back. He's rejuvenated. He'll give you another good three months. I think we've unlocked the 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 code that is Kyrie. I mean, it's a win win for everybody when you look at it like that. I mean, for Dallas, they get to determine. If we bring in a guy like Kyrie of his caliber, can we win a championship? Mm-hmm. You get that answered. If you're Los Angeles, that Russell Westbrook contract finally expires in three months, and it's uh-huh. finally time to figure out what they're actually going to do. Do we want Kyrie? And then the Nets are going to find a way to build some capital, get rid of KD now. I think everybody wins here. And I mean, this is going to be a busy three months. They absolutely, like, I know they say they want to keep KD. I mean, don't you ship him off and go full Thunder 9,000 draft picks now? Absolutely. Man, that would be incredible. I sort of feel like that's how this could probably end up going. But do you, but you don't do it at this deadline. You wait till the end. Yeah, you wait. You wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Dinwiddie, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, KD, it's not enough. I heard Adrian Wojnarowski talking about this, though, that the Nets want to try and flip these picks into something before the trade deadline to help out KD. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I mean, it's the right thing to do. We just can't come up with the name right now. And if we can't, I mean, I'm not sure. And the last thing you want to yeah. do as an organization no, is, could be true. Is, is give up KD. He's still, like, he's still kind of in his prime. He yeah. still is. The, Speaking of no pain in the ass, though, he's a pain I mean, he's in the ass, prime. too. But he's, he's a not, much more worth it pain in the ass. KD's not a pain in the ass. Yes, he is. KD's not a pain in the ass. Yes, he is. He likes he's to hide. It. He doesn't want problems. He's worth it. No, but he wants problems on social media. No, the same way Lamar Jackson, less than Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar's, Lamar's no, KD also. might be the all-time Twitter man. Yeah. yeah, but he's cool with it. He's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really tight about anything. I'm just going to shoot a tweet at you because, I mean, what else are we doing here? <laughs> what else are we doing here? Oh, God. But I'm trying to avoid, like, KD is worth it, okay? I'm trying to avoid he's coming off it. as the shut it. up and play, shut up and dribble because I don't <laughs> want that to KD's be the case. But I realize I'm starting to, like, tiptoe into that territory. No, 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 yeah, no, they're no, going to no. pull it with LeBron James later this week. I'm oh, not. we don't care. Just go no, to the playoffs no, win a championship. No, come on. If it's coming. If I'm undercutting the all-time scoring record, You're then just take to. me off the air. I may have sounded like Laura Ingram for a second. I'm not going to go full-fledged <laughs> Laura Ingram, okay? Fox, get off my phone. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. What triggers you most in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
There are times in my life where I do this show with Theo and Stone that really hit home how grossly old I am compared to these two. We just had, because last night, Bonnie Raitt won a Grammy. Oh, Big Bonnie. You love his work, don't you, Theo? Oh, he... She won a Grammy. She... Well, we don't know what her pronouns are. And she beat, she, it's she, she's a legend. She beat a bunch of young artists and it was an upset. It was a huge upset. And Stone goes, what was up with that that song of the year? It was, it was that old hag who walked up there. I'm like, that's Bonnie freaking Ray. She's a legend, a legendary country singer. Come on, legendary. Stone. She's legendary, and then Stone. Theo goes, Theo goes, I don't know. I'd never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Did you now? see her face, though, when she won? She was shocked. She was in utter disbelief. She was just as stunned as you guys were. Right. Because who else was in her category? Look it up real quick at the Grammys last night. Bonnie Ray, this was song of the year, right? Mm. And you can make the argument that she probably didn't have the song of what the year. What song was it? Do we I, know? Um, something about love. I can't remember the name of it. And I don't even know the song. All I'm saying is that Bonnie Raitt, like, if you're my age, 38, you absolutely know who Bonnie Raitt is. And I also grew up in the Midwest, and I grew up with my mom's side of the family uh, all living in Indiana. So you absolutely, if you're me, know who Bonnie she Raitt is. It, what's where's, that? Where's she from? Uh, the South, I don't know. Oh, what, what, what I mean, about she's Indiana? a country artist. What about Indi- is Indiana? Indiana is, it is the South in the North. Oh, okay. I'm that. telling you, there is Northwest Indiana, which is Chicago suburbs, and then everything else, you might as well be in Mississippi. Mm. So much so that Indiana, there are some pockets of KKK up there. Uh, you know what? I, I think I have heard that. Mm-hmm. I got a buddy that, that's it's from It's a Gary. weird place, man. Yeah. It is a weird place. It's random. Yeah, it's so random. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how it got to that point. But but so so America. Bonnie Raitt, though, beat out like stars. Yeah, Taylor Swift, Adele. Oh, Jesus. DJ Khaled, oh, Lizzo, Queen B, Kendrick Lamar, Harry Styles. Oh, my God. Bonnie Raitt. Okay. That's wow. That is crazy. That's why she was shocked. <laughs> right. Like, like it that's wasn't only- lost on her how crazy that was. She's the only name I didn't know out of that selection of people. You just yeah, and well, she's- I left out uh, Gail and, and Steve Lacey. Okay, I don't okay. know. Uh, but Bonnie Raitt's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Like she, she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She, oh, for sure. She is a legend. <laughs> so Stone dropped a, who was that old hag walking up on stage? And Theo dropped a, I've never heard of him. <laughs> so that was a wake-up call in the break. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Stone, what triggers you in sports? I'm curious about this because you... You are much more, I mean, I think more so than myself and Theo. You are locked in all the time. You are plugged in sports all the time. Your uh, algorithms on social media are hitting at all times. I mean, it is popping off always. So where are you, where are you triggered? Because you're calm, easygoing. I know how to get you going. For I mean, sure. That was a weird thing to say, actually. Wow. Uh, I don't know why. Do I, need to leave, do I need to leave the studio? I didn't, I didn't mean for that to come out like that. Yes. Um, I can't wait to pound those guys. <laughs> so so what, what, what triggers you, Stone? So uh, triggers a good word <laughs> for, for all of this. But seriously, this is the one thing that really grinds my gears. It's the oh, neglecting. <laughs> in the old, most old man term he can put. It, it's neglecting athletes. Media members neglecting to acknowledge other eras. So for me, what triggered me most recently was Dylan Brooks got into the altercation, the Memphis Grizzlies guard. Yeah, the the rolling the rolling package punch. Yeah, dirty player. Uh, I mean, nobody he likes. Him. I mean, he's, he sucks. He, I mean, he absolutely sucks. So obviously, we remember what happened between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers in L.A. with 
Shannon Sharp. It was a, it was <laughs> yeah. a, it was a quote after that from Dylan Brooks that really, really triggered me, and it was, blah, 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 blah. I don't pay attention to a blogger. Or get that blog like okay. First Caught of all, a blogger. You can't call Shannon Sharp a blogger. He's not a blog because he's not a blogger. So <laughs> he's just never so for these guys like not acknowledging what guys have done in the past and who they're listening to. Like for you to have such main character syndrome that when you go to sleep that you think Shannon Sharp, this guy just talks sports. Like the arrogance, like that really gets me going. That you don't pay anybody any mind. This morning I was triggered by Lawrence Taylor. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast. They asked Lawrence. Hey, LT, who are your top five defenders? His top five defenders of all time uh-huh. were Deion Sanders, Ronnie Lott, Deacon Jones, who I had to Google, who was drafted in 1961, um, and Reggie me. White, and then, of course, himself at number one. So for this dude, he's obviously 50-plus years old, has not been paying attention to the NFL, but he still goes to get his hair cut and talks about guys he was tackling and guys, he was sacking back in God knows what year, 81, 86 is when he won the MVP, whatever it was. It's like just the arrogance from athletes and people in the media not to acknowledge other eras really, really triggers me because everybody thinks they're the one man in the room. They're the smartest man in the room. It really, really, really gets me going. That's a pretty good one. That was a good list by Lawrence Taylor. It's though. a good list, but also completely Aaron subjective be because there. I would argue that new age like, there are, this is going to sound bad. This is going to sound real bad, and I apologize. And Deacon Jones, much like Bonnie Raitt, legend. Okay, Deacon Jones, I'll give you one of the okay. slaps now. But I'm telling you, there are there are probably, it, it, let, let's talk about the, the starting eight defensive linemen, okay, that are in this Super Bowl. Yeah. I bet seven of them are better just because of how bodies have progressed, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and and athleticism has progressed than Deacon Jones. That's not what people are. That's not what people are arguing. But you got to judge you people against to. their errors somewhat. Somewhat. Deacon Jones invented the slap. He was so good. Wouldn't he the one that would slap the offensive lineman yes. and then mm-hmm. go sack? That, he would. His move was. I Stone was, saw that in his Google searches. They had to. Yeah. No, they said no. The people responded. Brandon Marshall and Channing Crowder, whoever it was, Pac-Man Jones said, "Oh, Deacon Jones, like, oh, good one." Making fun of him, and he's like, "You don't understand." He used to make people deaf with that slap, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, this is the reason he's the greatest, one of the greatest defenders of all time." Great job, LT. They had to ban that move. He was so nasty with it. They had to ban the smack because he would smack you upside the head so hard that you would not block him. We saw yesterday <laughs> at the Pro Bowl, Tyreek Hill was interviewing Ray Lewis, and yeah. he said, "One on one in the open field, are you tackling me?" Ray Lewis straight up said, "No, I'm not tackling he knows you." Better. So Ronnie Lott, are you guarding? Any right. of these guys in the league? No, he's not. Reggie White, come tackle Lamar Jackson. Come touch Lamar Jackson. He's not touching. For them, it was Randall Cunningham. Like, there are levels to this. Nobody's jumping with John ja Morant right now. But they don't. Each era does not give each other the respect. <laughs> Stay away from John ja Morant's SUVs, apparently, as well. <laughs> Take a laser-guided weapon to your forehead. What is going on with that dude? Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Brightline, that's a good way to stay away from John Morant's group after a Grizzlies game. Uh, when they're playing the Heat, you don't want to get involved with his people or else, no. again, they, they may allegedly point weapons at you, okay? It's problematic. Allegedly, possibly. Yeah. They're definitely going to try to cost you at the arena. And then when you're trying to leave, it's an issue. Mm. So that's why 
You just walk to Miami Central Station on the buzzer beater train and take Brightline home. Brightline with the stations in West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, and Miami. It's the most stress-free way to get through South Florida. The premium seats. That's my go-to. Stone knows it. Theo knows it. Theo's lived it. Stone's lived it. You walk into the station before you start your Brightline journey, whether you're going to a heat game, going to Fort Lauderdale to the museums, maybe going to the beach, maybe you're headed to Boca, want to go to an FAU game, or go shopping down there. And you sit down in their premium lounge, and they have the snacks out, and they have the drinks out, and you can have a cocktail or, in my world, a Pinot. And I'm going to have a Pinot poured for me, and then I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you so much, Pierre. And then I'm going to get on the train, and then I'm going to have Nancy come up and ask me, Mr. Levicka, would you like another Pinot? And I'd say, yes, Nancy, I appreciate it. Thank you. How about maybe some Cheetos with that? Because everybody knows Cheetos and Pinot are a phenomenal co- uh, combination. And so I'm going to take the bright line. I'm going to look to my right going south. I'm going to see the gridlock traffic. I'm going to laugh to myself as I'm on the Wi-Fi and listening to music and getting work done with my feet kicked up on the bright line then i'm going to go enjoy myself okay and then i'm going to do it all again coming back here's the point of me telling you all of that that firsthand experience i have had it is real real good to travel on bright line it is real real fun to travel on bright line and it is so relaxing to travel on bright line because god knows driving down here what a disaster. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Travel Brightline. When we come back, Theo, why don't you fire up Twitter? Got to. We're finding treasure. We're finding trash. We're going to Twitter for it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. There are times in my life where I do this show with Theo and Stone that really hit home how grossly old I am compared to these two. We just had, because last night Bonnie Raitt won a Grammy. Oh, Big Bonnie. You love his work, don't you, Theo? Oh, he. She won a Grammy. He. <laughs> Well, we don't know what her pronouns are. And she beat, she, it's she, she's a legend. She beat a bunch of young artists, and it was an upset. It was a huge upset. And Stone goes, what was up with that that song of the year? It was, it was that old hag who walked up there. I'm like, that's Bonnie freaking right. She's a legend, a legendary country singer. Come on, legendary. Stone. She's legendary. And then Stone. Theo goes. Theo goes. I don't know. I'd never seen him before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? Did you now? see her face though when she won? She was shocked. She was in utter disbelief. She was just as stunned as you guys were. Right. Because who else was in her category? Look it up real quick at the Grammys last night. Bonnie Raitt. This was Song of the Year, right? Mm. And you can make the argument that she probably didn't have the Song of what the Year. What song was it? Do we I, know? Um, something about love. I can't remember the name of it. And I don't even know the song. All I'm saying is that Bonnie Raitt, like. If you're my age, 38, you absolutely know who Bonnie Raitt is. And I also grew up in the Midwest, and I grew up with my mom's side of the family uh, all living in Indiana. So you absolutely, if you're me, know who Bonnie Raitt is. What's that? Where's she from? Uh, the South. I don't know. Oh, what, what, what I mean, she's Indiana? a country artist. What about Indi- is Indiana? Indiana? Indiana is, it is the South in the North. Oh, okay. I'm telling you. There is Northwest Indiana, which is Chicago suburbs, and then everything else, you might as well be in Mississippi. Mm. So much so that Indiana, there are some pockets of KKK up there. 
I, you know what? I I think I have heard that. Mm-hmm. I got a buddy that that's it's from a Gary. weird place, man. Yeah. It is a weird place. It's random. It's random. Yeah, it's so random. Yeah, uh, and I don't know how it got to that point, but but so so America. Bonnie Raitt they'll beat out like stars. Yeah, Taylor Swift, Adele. Oh Jesus. DJ Khaled, Lizzo, Queen B, Kendrick Lamar, Harry Styles. Oh my God, Bonnie Raitt. Okay, that's wow. That is crazy. That's why she was shocked. <laughs> right, like it That's wasn't only- lost on her how crazy that was. She's the only name I didn't know out of that selection of people. You just yeah, named. and well, she's- I left out uh, Gail and, and Steve Lacey. Okay, I don't okay. know. Uh, but Bonnie Raitt's <laughs> a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Like she she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She, oh, for sure, she is a legend. <laughs> so Stone dropped a who is that old hag walking up on stage, and Theo dropped a I've never heard of him. <laughs> so that was a wake up call in the break. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Stone, what triggers you in sports? I'm curious about this because you you are much more, I mean, I think more so than myself and Theo. You are locked in all the time. You are plugged in sports all the time. Your algorithm, uh, algorithms on social media are hitting at all oh, yeah. times. I mean, it is popping off always. So where are you, where are you triggered? Because you're calm, easy going. I know how to get you going. I mean, that sure. was a weird thing to say, actually. Wow. Uh, I don't know why. Do I, need to leave, do I need to leave the studio? I didn't, I didn't mean for that to come out like that. Yes. Um, I can't wait to pound those guys. <laughs> so so what, what What triggers you, Stone? So, uh, trigger's a good word <laughs> for, for all of this. But seriously, this is the one thing that really grinds my gears. It's the oh, neglecting. <laughs> in the old, most old man term he can put. It, it's neglecting athletes. Media members neglecting to acknowledge other eras. So for me, what triggered me most recently was Dylan Brooks got into the altercation, the Memphis Grizzlies guard. Yeah, the the rolling the rolling package punch. Yeah, dirty player. Uh, I mean, nobody likes Dylan. I mean, he sucks. Dude. He, I mean, he absolutely sucks. So obviously, we remember what happened between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers in L.A. with Shannon Sharp. It was, a, it, was yeah. a, it was a quote after that from Dylan Brooks that really, really triggered me, and it was blah, 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 blah. I don't pay attention to a blogger or get that blog. Like, okay, first Caught of all, a blogger. you can't call Shannon Sharp a blogger. He's not a blogger because he's not a blogger. So <laughs> he's just, never blogged. So for these guys, like, not acknowledging what guys have done in the past and who they're listening to, like, for you to have such main character syndrome that when you go to sleep that you think Shannon Sharp, this guy, just talks sports – like the arrogance, like that really gets me going that you don't pay anybody any mind. This morning I was triggered by Lawrence Taylor. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast. They asked Lawrence, hey, LT, who are your top five defenders? His top five defenders of all time uh-huh. were Deion Sanders, Ronnie Lott, Deacon Jones, who I had to Google, who was drafted in 1961, um, and Reggie me. White, and then, of course, himself at number one. So for this dude, he's obviously 50-plus years old. Has not been paying attention to the NFL, right? He still goes to get his hair cut and talks about guys he was tackling and guys he was sacking back in God knows what year, 81, 86 is when he won the MVP, whatever it was. It's like just the arrogance from athletes and people in the media not to acknowledge other eras really, really triggers me because everybody thinks they're the one man in the room. They're the smartest man in the room. It really, really, really gets me going. That's a pretty good one. That was a good list by Lawrence Taylor. It's though. a good list, but also completely Aaron subjective be because there. I would argue that new age, like there are, this is going to sound bad. This is going to sound real bad, and I apologize. And Deacon Jones, much like Bonnie Raitt, legend. Okay, Deacon Jones give you one of the okay. slaps now. But I'm telling you, there are there are probably, it, it, let, let's talk about the, the starting eight defensive linemen, okay? 
that are in this Super Bowl, yeah, I bet seven of them are better just because of how bodies have progressed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and athleticism has progressed than Deacon Jones. That's not what people are. That's not what people are arguing. But you got to judge but you have to their errors somewhat. Somewhat. Deacon Jones invented the slap. He was so good. Wasn't he the one that was slapped the offensive lineman yes. and then mm-hmm. go sack? That, he would. His move was. I Stone was, saw that in his Google searches. They had to. Yeah. No, they said no. The people responded. Brandon Marshall and Channing Crowder, whoever it was, Pac-Man Jones said, "Oh, Deacon Jones, like, oh, good one." Making fun of him, and he's like, "You don't understand." He used to make people deaf with that slap. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is the reason he's the greatest, one of the greatest defenders of all time. Great job, LT. They had to ban that move. He was so nasty with it. They had to ban the smack because he would smack you upside the head so hard that you would not block him. We saw <laughs> yesterday at the Pro Bowl, Tyreek Hill was interviewing Ray Lewis. And yeah. he said, one-on-one in the open field, are you tackling me? Ray Lewis straight up said, no, I'm not tackling you. He knows you. better. So, Ronnie Lott, are you guarding any Ron- of these guys in the league? No, he's not. Reggie White, come tackle Lamar Jackson, come touch Lamar Jackson. He's not touching. For them, it was Randall Cunningham. Like, there are levels to this. Nobody's jumping with Ja Morant right now. But they don't, each era does not give each other the respect. (laughs) Stay away from Ja Morant's SUVs, apparently, as well. (laughs) Take a laser-guided weapon to your forehead. What is going on with that dude? Uh, Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Brightline, that's a good way to stay away from Ja Morant's group. After a Grizzlies game, uh, when they're playing the Heat, you don't want to get involved with his people, or else no. again, they they may allegedly point weapons at you. Okay, it's problematic. Allegedly, possibly, yeah. they're definitely going to try to cost you at the arena, and then when you're trying to leave, it's an issue. Mm. So that's why you just walk to Miami Central Station on the buzzer beater train and take Brightline home. Brightline with the stations in West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, and Miami. It's the most stress-free way to get through South Florida. The premium seats. That's my go-to. Stone knows it. Theo knows it. Theo's lived it. Stone's lived yes. it. You walk into the station before you start your Brightline journey, whether you're going to a heat game, going to Fort Lauderdale to the museums, maybe going to the beach, maybe you're headed to Boca, want to go to an FAU game, or go shopping down there, and you sit down in their premium lounge, and they have the snacks out, and they have the drinks out, and you can have a cocktail or, in my world, a Pinot. And I'm going to have a Pinot poured for me, and then I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you so much, Pierre. And then I'm going to get on the train, and then I'm going to have Nancy come up and ask me, Mr. Levicka, would you like another Pinot? And I'd say, yes, Nancy, I appreciate it. Thank you. How about maybe some Cheetos with that? Because everybody knows Cheetos and Pinot are a phenomenal co- uh, combination. And so I'm going to take the bright line. I'm going to look to my right going south. I'm going to see the gridlock traffic. I'm going to laugh to myself as I'm on the Wi-Fi and listening to music and getting work done with my feet kicked up on the bright line. Then I'm going to go enjoy myself, okay? And then I'm going to do it all again coming back. Here's the point of me telling you all of that. That firsthand experience I have had, it is real, real good to travel on bright line. It is real, real fun to travel on bright line. And it is so relaxing to travel on bright line because God knows driving down here, what a disaster. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Travel Brightline. When we come back, Theo, why don't you fire up Twitter? Got to. We're finding treasure. We're finding trash. We're going to Twitter for it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.